friends. Welcome back or welcome to Awkwardly Anna. I'm so glad that you're tuning in again or for the first time today, of course. Thank you for giving me a space to speak what God has placed on my heart to share with the world. I'm so glad you're here and I really hope that you feel encouraged while you are here. For those that are new, I'm Anna Barr of Awkwardly Anna. This new podcast is all about showing up fully in this life, living out your purpose, fulfilling your dreams, and being so fully and authentically you, despite any perceived awkwardness that you might have let hold you back in the past. We're all about getting that in the past, letting that go, embracing your you, and showing up fully in this life. So let's get started. Okay, so today's episode, episode six, is entitled Truly You. I am so excited for this topic, Um, very much opposite of last week. This is me not dragging my feet, me not feeling like, ugh, this is truly you. I love this concept. I have loved this concept my whole life, not meaning that I've been perfect at it or are perfect at it, Uh, just a concept I love, a mindset I love and something I really work on with my kids, but truly you. Okay, I come from a faith background where I believe that, you know, God made every man and woman in his image and that he creates us just perfectly how he meant to create us. And for us to kind of crap on ourselves is really like crapping on the creator. I don't know if I can say those things together, but you know, if someone made you dinner and they created this lovely, awesome meal for you and you were like, eh, you know, I don't love this part about it. I would do this differently. Uh, this is really, this isn't my favorite, you know, that how hurtful and unnecessary is that? So why do we think that it is acceptable to crap on ourselves and do the same thing, the picking at our own selves, to our creator who made us, you know, fearfully and wonderfully we are made. And that just seems like such a yuck thing to do. But you know what? It's okay because I also believe that we have a God of grace and love and there's always room to grow and to try again. So I am 100% a work in progress in this area. But again, like I said, it is something that I do love talking about. Now, when I say truly you, I would love to for you to start thinking in your mind of what truly you means to you. What is, not what is, who are you? I think of what's that movie? It's like, who am I? Is that... I don't know. There's a movie that's coming to mind, but I'm horrible. (laughs) That is truly who I am. I cannot quote movies. I cannot remember what movies things are from. Uh, That is truly who I am. And I am okay with that. I come from a generation where it's really cool. It was really cool to be able to like recite movies, quote movies. I'm terrible at it. And you know what? That's okay. I don't, I don't fake it. I don't pretend to know things. I forget. I remember some funny things and then I forget a lot. And that's (laughs) a very not impactful example of who I am. Yeah, but moving along. Yes. One of the areas where I had to initially really work on accepting 
being truly me, truly myself, was I used to, even through childhood and teen years, college years, early adult, I would say sorry constantly. And I had so many people that would tell me, you know, stop saying sorry. You say sorry too much. And obviously there are times when we need to say sorry. I'm not talking about the obvious, like you made a mistake and need to apologize. I'm talking about, you know, if I felt like I did something the wrong way or was talking too much or, you know, was in someone's way or I, sorry, oh, sorry. And it's a very Midwest thing too, to be like, oh, sorry, <laughs> you know, to people at the grocery store and people out on the street. Like this is, I think so much of it is just kind of ingrained in us. And then I definitely took it to an extreme. And I had to start reflecting on why was I apologizing? You know, and did that make my, when I really needed to apologize, did they even matter at that point? Cause I was just so used to saying, sorry. I went through this whole thought process in reflection years and years ago. And it helped me so much to literally, I just refused to do that anymore. I, I didn't have space for it. I then made the focus on actively apologizing truly and deeply and authentically when I needed to apologize, when I was wrong, when I did something wrong, when I said something wrong, when I was hurtful, when I said something hurtful, or when I was wrong about something. Uh, so it, it was so interesting that when I took the time to be truly me, then I was able to focus more on an authentic depth to my personality. So it was like this cycle of, you know, becoming more truly myself. And that was just the start of something really fun. Okay, so one of the big things that resonates with me is living authentically and being authentic. And I found that as I delve deeper into this, I kept reading and hearing things about people basically knocking authenticity and authentic living. And I really, really struggle with that. And I think if you are choosing to live authentically, you are choosing to live authentically. And that is true. And that is you truly being you. I don't think that people can put parameters on what that should or does look like or ever knock that word or someone trying to live authentically. I think that that's admirable when you are working your hardest to be who you are. That's really special. And yeah, so little random thing there. Now, I will say that I think often at times people use being who they are as an excuse to be mean. And I don't, that I don't agree with. <laughs> that is where I'm like, ah, no, that's not. When I say living authentically and being authentically you, I think that if you are degrading to people and using like derogatory words to people, that that isn't your authentic self. That is your self needing work. And as we all do, uh, but that's a, that's a good heads up of an area where your work needs to start. Uh, I don't think that being who you are should ever excuse you from having to treat people as people. And because like I said before, uh, I believe that God created man and woman in his image and that we're fearfully and wonderfully made and that he does not call for us to crap on ourselves or crap on others. Yeah. So that's a little disclaimer there. But getting back into being truly you. I think that this is so interesting because I think as kids, most of us are 
truly ourselves. You know, we just, we are, we are who we are and we are free to be that. And then, you know, as you get older, Okay, if you ever wonder why sometimes I have weird pauses in my recordings, it is because I have three kids. <laughs> and for instance, my daughter was just outside my door uh, with a YouTube video she wanted me to see. And I uh, that comes through on my mic. So, <laughs> yeah. So I have weird pauses and it is what it is. But just as a heads up, so you know. Okay, but being truly you. I was talking about you know, when you're a kid and she was just a prime example, you just are who you are. And then life starts happening. And sometimes that gets a little squashed. And I think some people struggle with this more than others, trying to fit in and trying to be a certain way um, and letting influences change them. And it ebbs and flows and goes through these processes. And, you know, that's okay. And at certain ages, I think it's to be expected. However, I think it's so important at any age and as you get older to know how to be alone and also to know how to be part of a group. Um, but if you don't spend any time alone and you don't spend any time unplugged and you don't know how to have a meal by yourself or go sit at a coffee shop by yourself, um, you really lose your sense of self and lose your ability to explore who you are, who the you truly being you, what that looks like, who that is. And it's never too late, which is really cool. Something I loved doing in high school and college, I loved just going places by myself, like getting food by myself, um, going to a coffee shop by myself, going to a bookstore by myself when those were a thing. Um, I loved that. And I think that that's so important and it, it builds your confidence too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's funny because it those were some of the most important times of me just being comfortable being myself. And that's really such a gift that I'm seeing now as I'm getting older. I don't know that I appreciated it as much then as I can look back and see now. And it's funny because with all this COVID stuff, I've gotten out of that habit of ever taking any time to go out by myself, like to a coffee shop or to a library um, or to a store even. And it takes such a toll on me and it really does um, start to squash me a little bit. Now, waking up early helps a ton with this for sure. And having that time before anyone's awake, that is so essential to anyone's well-being, I think, especially moms. Um, it, it's such an important time for growth and personal development. And all of this goes hand in hand with truly being you. Uh, but I think something about getting out and going somewhere and being willing to be alone and seen alone in public is strong. And it gives you not just the awareness in the building of being truly you, but it gives you a strength in being truly you. And this can definitely go to the other extreme, which is something I have struggled with. And it I kind of went into a protective mode and into an alone mode. And you have to still with that um, allow people in. Uh, so there's a balance there for sure. But again, I think that there is no harm in understanding who you truly are and becoming strong in who you truly are. But do know that you need community and you need uh, to let people in because then 
just being you. You don't get to be a gift to others and have others be a gift to you. Um, So that's really a special part of being truly you as well. Uh, But yeah, so what do you do if you don't know who you are or you're not sure about that? Now, I think what's important is to think about and reflect on Um, I always say that phrase that people say about like what makes your soul sing Um, or some people say, you know, what would you do and not even get paid for it? You know, the things like that, that just literally they set your soul on fire. They bring you immense joy. Uh, You would do them for free. And they're, you know, just the things that you, I don't know, just the things that you think of that you would do for that. I have really random ones. I love creating Canva designs and making things and walking outside. And I love Hallmark movies. I don't care that they all end the same way and have the same storyline. I love them equally and will forevermore. Um, I love, this is weird, but I love laying outside on the ground. Uh, Like I just did this last week in the snow. And I have good gear though. You know, I don't wouldn't just do this in my regular clothes. I have good snow gear, but just laying down on the ground and looking up at the sky. And you don't think about that in winter on a sunny day, <laughs> the sun is still the sun uh, but until you lay down and you feel it warm on your skin and you look at the beautiful blue sky and it is just truly me being me. I did it as a kid. I still do it now. I do it in the spring. I do it in the summer. Uh, just laying down on the ground and looking up, looking up at the clouds. These are the kinds of things that I love and that make me me. Obviously, I love my family. I love my husband. Um, those are like the obvious things, but I'm talking about the little, some might see as weird, but just the little things that are not those general categories that really set your soul on fire. And everyone should have ones of those. For some people, it might be like running or it might be uh, music, listening to certain music, playing certain music. It might be cooking. Uh, There's all kinds of different things that for some people, it might be creating a certain kind of document or doing a task at work that they really, it just brings them immense joy. Um, It could be some kind of movies that you like to watch, a language you like to practice. I mean, it can be anything. I don't feel like there's like a right or wrong answer here, but I hope that as you hear me listing off my random things, some of mine, not all of mine, uh, that you start thinking about what sets your soul on fire. Just the the little things that, you know, and those are going to be your start of truly you. And then you go from there, you know, when you have your list of a couple of those soul on fire, uh, things you would do without even getting paid, you have your little list of those things. You start just kind of building this map of who you are. Then, you know, you can write down what matters to you, what values matter to you, what faith matters to you. Um, then write down you know, your personality traits, your physical traits. Um, And you can literally just write this down, write these things down and get this map or this diagram of you. You can even draw a little picture if you like to draw or if you want to draw and just start reflecting on that and start building on that and look at what you have down and be proud of that. There's no, you don't have to hit this checklist of things. I think we focus so often on 
our milestones in life, you know, getting married by this age or having kids by this age or having this job and this income by this age, um, that we forget to have that thought process, uh, which I don't really like that thought process, but you should have that thought process, I feel like, with the things that make you you. And those should be things that make you proud and milestones that are like, hey, I was able to identify my ideals. I was able to identify the things that set my soul on fire. I was able to identify my personality traits. Uh, I think that those are milestones that are very, very cool. And then you can explore those things deeper. You can make sure you're doing those things, whether for a job or as hobbies. Uh, Make sure you're fostering those things. There are unlimited podcasts and YouTube videos and resources, books out there for growing in each of these areas. So if you really find that humor is important to you, um, you can make sure that you're absorbing something funny every day. If you really find that hard work matters to you, you can set goals and see yourself crush them and have those written down so you can look at them and prove to yourself, like, I did this. I worked hard. I'm proud of myself. It's so important to explore these things further and mark your wins and just take the time to acknowledge who you truly are and embrace who you truly are and then grow in who you truly are. And also this can, aspects of this can change throughout life. Um, If you struggle with being impatient right now, that's not who you are. Um, Patience is an area where you are fortunate enough to get to grow in. If you right now struggle with being overweight, being overweight is not who you are. Being someone that is blessed to have live in a time with unlimited resources on how to be fit and how to get fit um, in a plethora of different ways, Um, that's a gift that you have right now. Uh, So I think that that's so important to show yourself grace and to really reflect on these things, not on who, just on who you are, but who you're becoming and be proud of that. And then once you're able to do that and do that consistently, you can show up in this life in a beautiful way and you can bless so many people uh, and bless yourself. And that's a beautiful thing. So thanks for listening in today, guys. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to my podcast. I would so, 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 so appreciate if you would take the time to share this episode with a friend, uh, leave me a review, or just reach out to me and say hello. I hope that you are encouraged today, and I hope to hear from you again soon. Thanks again. Have a blessed day, guys.